0: Sinclair Wants to Help is a fictional podcast that uses controversial and personal viewpoints to tell bizarre stories. Listener discretion is advised. In 1923... Joseph Kavir died at a tragically young age of 19, but he was wise beyond his years, and quite seriously ahead of the whole community of Mark Vassil, Louisiana, the town where Joe spent his whole life. Mark Vassil was a town that was rampant with spiritual charlatans, psychics, soothsayers, diviners, enchanters, shamans, and the rulers of the roost, those who claimed to bridge the gap between life and death, the mediums, who were low in character and high with arrogance, an arrogance that they could take advantage of anyone desperate enough with grief to need to convene with the dead. Joseph Kavir couldn't stand these mediums, who through their clever tactics, shady dealings, and supernatural trickery, had become the de facto bosses of the whole town. All commerce, charter, and civic service had their first answer to the mediums, and the townsfolk were nothing but thankful to have the guidance of eminent extrasensory experts. There was no true escape for Joe as the town's lone skeptic, as even in his home, his beloved mother Jezebel was a dedicated follower of the all-spiritual salespersons in the small setting. Joseph was named phonetically for his deceased father, Joseph, who had made a fortune-selling real estate with hidden rooms, and left Jezebel a large inheritance after his tragic fall from a basement window in 1920. Since then, Jezebel had spent swathes of that wealth in an effort to communicate with her dearly departed and Joseph could only helplessly watch as these con-artists convinced his mother of their art. She parted with thousands and thousands of dollars, funding the grip held by these charlatans even further. Jezebel even considered their leader, Parson Anton Crogberry, amongst her circle of personal friends. Crogberry was a man with a smile as wide and as greasy as his stomach, and a silver tongue that could paint deceptions as though he were a Renaissance master. He was a smart kind of con, one who knew how to make a business circle around him, and one who knew how to prevent his golden geese from getting their stomachs cut too early. Jesse Belgevere was the exact kind of client that Crogberry wanted to keep his grip on for a long, long time, one who could fund his rise to power through the whole country. All he had to do was keep her on the hook. He'd tease her with near contacts and grand developments, but But he'd never present a seance where Jessie Bell could believe she had a satisfying farewell with her beloved. Not until he was sure she had taken her for all she could possibly be worth. Joseph had sworn that he would stop Crogberry and his associates from taking advantage of his mother. He dedicated his life to learning all the ways of the supernatural charlatan, analyzing the ins and outs of seances, tarot cards, psychic readings, and all the other tricks of this dubious trade. By the time Joseph started college, he was already one of the top skeptic authorities under the Mason-Dixon line. Unfortunately, a rogue boomerang in front of a soda shop stopped the promise in its tracks. And that's how Joseph met me. Hello there, I'm Sinclair. Welcome to Dead. It's a bit of a strange place, but I promise you'll have a lot of fun. I see that your currently marked afterlife is under one of the Abrahamic Corporation's many, many sub branches, but they usually take a little bit of time to come pick you up, and, and if you're not so sure about the whole thing, I have a whole catalog of other deities who would appreciate your eternal worship, and most of those afterlives are much spicier. Any interest? Dead? No, I can't be dead. I gotta stop those ghost talking leeches from robbing my ma. Hm. Cajun. Maybe you've had enough of spice. But, yeah, sorry to say, the crater in your skull doesn't really care about your mom. You're like an angel, right? Can't you send me back? I'm an angel like a shark as a fish. And back to what? Again, I draw attention to the crater in your skull. I can't leave. I have to stop these people. Can't I stay? Not in my body, but like this? The skeptic wants to be a ghost? That's the kind of irony I can get behind. Alright, let's bring up your account information. Let's see. Well, you're not in a great credit position to get a haunting loan right now. It'd be easier if you wanted to spend at least a decade doing some training in a mansion program. It's an easy way to get some standing before you break out on your own. Try to remember, you're dead. You've got more time than you could ever need. Mama doesn't, though. It has to be here. All right. Tell you what, Joe. I'm going to sponsor you for a haunting license. I can't get you up with anything too big, but with my approval, we can get you started haunting one person for the remainder of their mortal life. Anyone you've got a particular mind for? And don't All right. Well, let's just confirm that. Check this box... Only one of these pictures is a traffic light, and we're all set. Enjoy your eternity, Joseph. Anton Crogberry smiled the hallway as he walked to his appointment with Jessica Belgravia. With two members of her family gone now, he could not only get more money from her, he could more firmly keep his grip around her finances. Wah! Wow. They basically have the same name. A PH versus an F. We're going to be able to spend a whole session just deciding which one we're talking to. He swiftly clapped to applaud himself. What a serendipitous thing. God bless the Gavius. As he entered his appointment with Jessie Bell, she made it very clear very quickly that her greatest wish right now was to make contact with her lost baby boy. With a smile and some calming words, he had assured her that today contact would be established with the younger Joseph Gavir. If Anton set the stage for his communion with the deceased, Joseph prepared for his response. We shall now convene with the spirits, Miss Gavir. Please take both of my hands. Spir- <coughs> spirits, we call to thee. Are there any spirits amongst us today? Are there any spirits who wish to contact us from the other side? Can you sense this woman's grief? And will you come to console her in her time of need? Spirits, I beseech thee to come! Joseph saw his chance. He flung himself into Anton's body, the large form flailing and writhing as two souls fought and crawled the same vessel. As Anton's body writhed, his head shakily turned towards Jezebel, and out of his mouth, with a familiar voice heard of a parted son, came the words, Don't give this guy any money, ma. He's a grifter. What had never occurred to Joseph was that he had successfully done what she had paid Anton Crogbearing and his lieutenants thousands of dollars over the course of years to do. He supplied her with proof of an afterlife. Sinclair Wants to Help was written and performed by Sean Drevick. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Discord, and Reddit on the subreddit page r slash Sinclair Wants to Help. If you want to contact the show or ask any questions, email us at to help at gmail.com, all lowercase. We'd love to do a mailbag episode.